John 15, 9-17 I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey the Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love each other. Thank you, Martha. And thank, uh, thank God for his word always. Now, uh, without further ado, we're going to jump on to our first Billabonger this morning who will be sharing with us, uh, she will be sharing with us, um, what it means to remain in Christ, what are the things that she has learned, and why is it so important? Good morning, church. My name, oh, if you don't know me, my name's Rachel. Um, I'm just going to talk on the passage we heard read by Martha. So in this passage, Jesus tells us that everything he learned from the Father, he has passed on to us. Not only that, but the same love he receives from the Father is the love he has for us. If we keep his commands, we will remain in his love. Simple as that. So what is the command he gives us? In the passage it says, Love each other as I have loved you. Sometimes I like to use little diagrams to flesh out what a passage is saying. Girls from my Bible study will know that. Um, so in this one here, we have, first of all, this great love that God has, God the Father has that he gives to Jesus. Uh, Jesus then shows this same great love for us. Um, and then he says, if we are to show this same great love to one another. Um, and he says, it's a very real love. Jesus says that the way he loves is to lay his life down for others. If we love like that, then we will remain in his love. So now, whoop, sorry. We'll remain in his love here. Sorry, I'm a bad drawer. Um, and what follows if we remain in his love is that Jesus' joy will be in us. So from here. Joy. Jesus' joy will be in us. And our joy, this is our joy here, will be complete. I'm just going to fill up the joyometer. Sorry, bear with me. A little bit of doodling. Alright. There we go. Our joy will be complete. So complete joy can be really hard to fathom. I really wish that I had that kind of joy, but when I think about my life and my everyday experiences, I know that I'm very far from complete joy. Especially given the circumstances of today's world. But what Jesus says is, no, stop looking at the world. It's all so simple. 
I love you so completely that if you only just turn your focus back to me, you will experience the full force of this love. And when you do, you'll be so full of love that you will love those around you with the same ferocity that I loved you with. So much so that you would give up your life for your friends, as I did. And instead of feeling burdened from loving every person on the planet, this love will lead to complete joy. That's pretty amazing. Often our understanding of joy makes it hard for us to find it. At the start of the year, Luke talked about choosing joy. The only way we can continuously choose joy if, if it actually has nothing to do with our emotions. If you think about it, our emotions come from our circumstances. Of course, if something sad happens, we're going to be sad. It's unavoidable. So how do we choose joy? I don't know about you, but I feel very heavy-hearted when someone I love is going through a struggle, or if a relationship I have with someone is becoming distant. A lot of people would have experiences of when loving someone causes a lot of hurt. When I read this passage and I think about how Jesus loves everyone, I can't help but think how painful that would be. What about all the people who have turned away from him, and all those experiencing hurt that he would be experiencing as well? And he has complete joy? That doesn't seem to make much sense. Unless you think about what joy means. I think that in situations like the one we're in now with COVID, when there's lots of hopelessness and lots of heavy hearts, joy is not some kind of weird optimistic cheeriness. Joy is a fire inside your soul that allows you to soldier on and to still love when it hurts and still look, for the, look out for those around you before yourself. And it allows you to thank and praise God through it all. It's the ability to say, it is well with my soul, when all circumstances around you seem to tell a different story. So my question for all of us is today, all of us today is this. Do you want this joy? Do you want to discover how you can wake up on a bad day and choose joy? What Jesus says is that his joy will enter us and make our joy complete if we love others as he has loved us. How do we do that? Well, Jesus says, we need to experience that outpouring of love. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. The full force of the love that God has for his son is poured out over us if we only will remain. Rest in Jesus' presence. Know him, seek him, listen to him, confess to him, love him. Come into Jesus' presence each and every day and remain. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, it was a great sharing on what it means to be um, remaining in Christ. Now, some of the key points that I picked up there, I'm sure that you have picked up something from for yourselves as well. I'm sure that you have been encouraged. Um, the thing about joy now and love, we know that God is love and we know that from, the, from Psalm 16, that in God's presence, in His presence, there is fullness of joy. So, some of the points that I picked up for myself as I was listening to Rachel's sharing is joy is different from happiness. Joy is a fire inside your soul. Joy has a quiet confidence in a hope that's sure. 
And that hope is in Christ, who is unchanging. So even as you take this time, uh, whatever that you might be going through, as how Rachel has encouraged us, take this time to remain in Christ, to choose to abide in Him, to go to Him, who is the giver of joy, who is the Prince of Peace, and who is the one who is overall in control. And know that God is for you and is not against you. So right now, we would like to move on to our next uh, billabonger. And we are not going to again reveal who he is. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Again, sorry, this is live. And it's, it's just to prove the point that, it, that we are doing a live stream. This is not recorded or not edited. And uh, our next billabonger will share with you on what it means for her to remain in Christ. Hello, I'm Georgina and I help out at Billabong Kids. Thank you for the opportunity to share my reflections on, on the John 15 passage, Remaining in Jesus' Love. When I reflected on the passage, um, Remain in my love, that said to me that... Um, we didn't have to work hard or strive to get into Jesus's love. We just had to remain in the love where he puts us. When I was a young child, I didn't know anything about Jesus and his love at all. But just before I turned 10, I moved to a new country and the new school I went to taught me a bit about Jesus. And on my 10th birthday, I went to an Easter service and we were singing hymns about Jesus dying on the cross for us and his great love for us. And I just saw it. I saw it in my, my imagination, in my mind's eye or in my spirit. I saw that it was the truth and I believed it. And I accepted Jesus loved me and I loved him in return. And I was filled with joy at this amazing love nothing that I'd seen like that before and a few years went on and um, when I was a teenager Jesus again showed me how much he loved me when I was sick in hospital with cancer and I was told that my school chaplain's church were praying for me and I was just again amazed that people who didn't know me would care enough about me to pray for me. I didn't know it then, but I know it now, that it was their relationships with Jesus and the love that they received from him that enabled them to, to share that love with other people and care about people they didn't even know. few more years went past and um, I had another upset in my life and I had a broken engagement and I was inspired to say to God by all the things that I had seen in the past all the, the little seeds of love that Jesus had placed before me I was inspired to say God if you are real come into my life and and help me 
which he did. And then I, of course, started to learn a lot more about Jesus and his love and start to trust him even more. And many years went past and seven years ago, my mum got sick with Alzheimer's and Jesus asked me to lay down all my activities outside of my home to look after her. That was difficult. Jesus had asked me to do other things. He had commanded me to teach children about him. He had asked me to write a good newsletter, but asking me to give up all my hopes of work or volunteering in children's ministry to help my mom. It was difficult. It was a surprise, but he definitely gave me the grace to be able to do it. After a few years of that, it, it did become more difficult. I was wondering when will I be able to get a paid job again? I just turned to Jesus and he showed me over and over again that he loves me, that he'll always be with me, he'll always provide, and I learned to trust. He's enabled me to share the love that he's given me by helping my mum and my family, my unsafe family, and I pray that they see the love of Jesus through my actions and come to know him for themselves. So I'd just like to say thank you and happy Mother's Day. God bless you and your family. Thank you, Georgina. That was a really heartfelt sharing and we just want to thank you for being so open and authentic with us. Um, a few things. Um, that I have picked up as I was listening to Georgina's sharing on how Christ has been so real. And I think we hear a resonating uh, theme there on how Christ, um, when we know Christ, we experience and encounter true love and pure joy. So, um, what Georgina shared earlier on was that she realised that, that we do not need to earn our place in Christ, in a sense. But when we choose to accept Christ and what He has done for us, the gift that He has given us, we will receive His love and joy. Now, as, as Georgina has shared, life will not be smooth sailing, even after receiving Christ. What she did in her situation was that she called out unto God. And this was what she said. She said, God, if you are real, come into my life and help me. And God allows and uses our life situations to reveal himself and his goodness to us. And through us, not only to us, but through us, in such ways that we cannot otherwise learn through normal instruction or through just by hearing. So we just want to encourage you that even this situation itself, know that for every life situation that you're going through, God is sovereign and He's in control. And if you were to call out unto Him, He will not only reveal His love and joy to you, He will reveal His love and His joy through you 
so that others may come to know Him as well. Right now, we have our next Billabonger who will be sharing his testimony at this time. Hey Billabongers, I hope you're doing well. I'm looking forward to meeting with you all again soon when we can. Um, I have been reflecting on the passage for this week um, and I uh, wanted to share just a few things with you. Um, I guess the first one is it's um, really all about love, isn't it? It's about that sacrificial love. Um, as Jesus said, the greatest love is um, to lay your life down for your friends. And so I've been thinking about how does that apply in my life? What does that mean? Um, I'm not called to die, literally, uh, yet. Um, but um, I guess there are lots of other ways to be um, to love others and, um, I guess, give up parts of my life for others. And the one that comes really obviously to mind for me at the moment is um, in the area of parenting. Um, if I haven't met you yet, I have a, a two-year-old and a five-year-old boy. Um, and they're a great joy, but also real hard work sometimes. I'm sure every parent knows that. Um, so um, it's been a great learning experience for me to learn how to um, sometimes put my wants and needs um, on the back burner while I focus first on um, what my boys need and my, and my wife needs. Um, because that's what I'm called to as a dad and a husband is to... Um, lay down my life for them in lots of different ways and um, God has um, yeah, been teaching me about that and growing my character in that although I still have a long way to go um, but it is um, a moment by moment um, and daily choice something that we need to choose so it's not a feeling love it's, a, it's an action um, and it's impossible to do fully on our own I think that's why it's so important that Jesus talks about remaining in him and remaining in his Father's love. To be obedient, to be fully human really, to love the way we were designed to, to love. We need to stay in his love. We need to remain with him. And as I thought about that, the things that came to mind were being with him in prayer, reading his word, listening to him. They're the things that top up my love tank so that I can love others, um, my family and all, all the other people in my life. They're the times when I can do it best when I'm spending time with God, when I'm remaining, abiding with him. Some translations talk about abiding. And I wanted to, um, I wanted to mention the joy that Jesus says that we will have as we remain in him, as we are obedient as we see fruit emerge in our lives from that obedience. I think I've often thought about the fruit of the Spirit in my life um, that it talks about in Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I've often thought about that as being just about my own character, but this verse, this passage in John reminds me that it's about fruit that lasts. Jesus said that he wants us to have fruit that goes on um, producing. And... As a parent, one of my greatest desires is that as God produces um, fruit in my life, that that also leads, um, as my boys see that fruit in my life, as they see his character in me, as they see him choosing to be obedient, that they 
learn what it is to follow the Lord and to see, experience his joy, that they also choose to follow him, to be obedient, to love. And the moments of greatest joy sometimes as a parent is when you see a child choosing to share with their brother, um, to be kind, um, to um, show God's love in ways that they can in their life right now. It's it's those fruit of the Spirit showing up in them, and that brings great joy. So um, it's both fruit that I hope will go on in their lives and then touch other people's lives through them. And that's part of God's renewal of creation, isn't it? As we... Um, as we learn to love, as we learn to be more fully human, more fully how he um, designed us to be, that we restore those around us. Um, that fruit bears not only in our lives, but in others because of our obedience. And eventually, um, I want my kids, when they're adults, to be my friends as well. Just as Jesus says to the disciples that he no longer calls them servants, but friends. My prayer is that as they grow and as they choose to follow the Lord and be obedient to him, that they will understand, just as I'm growing to understand, the full picture, that as they become adults, they will understand the full picture of, of, of the why, that they don't understand now what I'm teaching them. But as they do, as they become adults, they'll understand how to live rightly and they'll un, they'll, the values um, that I have chosen to live by my faith will be in there, will grow in their hearts as well, and that they'll no longer be children, they'll be friends. Um, so that's a journey that God is taking me on, and I hope will take my children on as well, and lots of other people I hope in my life, um, that friendship will grow as the fruit that God puts in my life through that choice to love um, will bear fruit in their lives um, and um, bring about his kingdom. Thanks, everyone. I hope that's helpful for you. Bye. Thank you, Dan. It was very helpful indeed, at least for me. Um, as you can tell, that there's again resonating. There's a resonating theme. Uh, just in case, if you do not know, um, you might be wondering if this is all scripted. No, it is not. We are live, and this is my first time listening to all these testimonies as well. And these are the things that I'm just sharing with you as I picked up along the way. Now, uh, as Dan shares, uh, or has shared actually, that uh, what impresses him most, or one of the, the biggest things that impress him, is that greater love is known, it's none that this, but, other, but that we lay our lives down uh, for our friends, even as Christ has laid his life down for us. And in this case itself, I know that whoever who loves Christ will also be willing to lay their lives down as well. Um, just as how I know Luke will lay his life down for me, I think. Anyway, um, we are also, uh, for Dan, laying down of our lives will be, uh, he, for his case, is to lay down his life for his family, his children. And uh, Dan has also shared that we learn and experience Christ even as we lay our lives down for, others, uh, for, for Christ and for others. Now, it is tough to do so, definitely, and uh, it is not smooth sailing. It's uh, one thing to tolerate and to be patient uh, with others. It's another thing to actually lay down our lives for others. It takes a lot. So how does Dan do it? What he does is to remain in the love of Christ. 
And so that as he remains and as he abides in Christ, who is love, the love that which he loved others will be the love of Christ. And he will allow Christ um, to love others through him. Now, one of the things of, um, for Dan's experience of uh, remaining in Christ is that he will see the fruit of the Spirit as well. Now, if the more and the longer that we linger around with people, the more that we stay around people, the more we will um, resemble them. Uh, if you look at husbands and wives, or if you look at best mates, um, you will see that the longer that we spend with them, uh, the more we will carry on the same language, we use the same terms, and we might even laugh in the same way. And pretty much it's, it's similar to our relationship with Christ. The more we stay in Christ, the, more we are clo the, the closer we are to Him, we will also exude the same love, joy, fruit of the Spirit, His nature, His goodness. And it is through these that we are able to love others as He loves us. So, for then, remaining in Christ brings about restoration, not only for self, but with the same restoration and comfort and, and healing that, that we have experienced, we are able to also lead others into a restoration in their lives as well. So, um, if, uh, finally, the last point that I got from Dan was that the desire to encounter and to experience Jesus as a friend. M intimately, um, that uh, people will come to know who Christ really is and His heart, the heart of the Heavenly Father, as we remain in Christ. Now, that's, um, that's quite a bit that I have learned for myself. I'm not sure what about for you. If you have also picked up something along the way, um, we're just gonna, we will be giving you a bit of time later to process this and to share this on the online chat as well. But for now, we're going to be uh, turning our attention to our final two billabongers. And uh, this is where uh, Luke says that there is one, and I say that there's two, but essentially there is one, and you'll find out one, uh, why, I mean. Good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day to all the mums. Some years ago, on my early morning walk, I invited God to please walk with me today, which is something I normally did. I used the time to reflect on the things that I'd planned for that day and to ask God to be especially involved in the things that I didn't have planned. As I walked, I had a very strong impression that God said to me, how about if you walk with me? See, that's very different. God wanted me to walk with him, not the other way around. And so I immediately apologised and since then I've changed my request to this. Please God, may I walk with you today and will you walk with me? This is an invitation not so much from me, but from God. Jesus takes the initiative and invites you and me into a partnership, or more, a relationship of being constantly together. So this is what it means to remain. It's like when Paul says to pray without ceasing. He doesn't mean for us to be locked away in our special prayer place, constantly on our knees. He means for us to walk daily in an attitude of prayer. And then no matter where we are or what we're doing, we can offer those bullet prayers that we often use. 
Sometimes just a short expression or even one word inviting God's grace into a situation where we've heard what we've heard about or encountered through the day. And as I go about the day watching TV or shopping or working or gardening or, or whatever it is that we do, it's not even as though I'm always consciously aware, but Jesus and I are walking together and I remain in his love. And remaining in Jesus' love means the overflow of his love reaches out to others. The Apostle John writes, God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, then this fear of punishment and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. That last bit is important because God is the source of love. Love springs up out of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. All the love we experience in the world originates in God and it flows into the lives of those who call on his name and follow him, enabling each one of us to live like Jesus and then consequently it flows on to others. So remaining in Jesus' love determines how we love each other and ensures that the overflow of this love enables us to love the world. Sometimes we find it hard to speak to, uh, to people, let alone to love them. There was a person in one congregation we served who was very hard to speak to, let alone to be around. A person that I could only describe as different. His naive behaviour and his lifestyle meant that women felt uneasy being around him. I felt it necessary to ask God to help me to love him and over time I found I did become accepting of him. The congregation too needed to find the love that he needed to be accepted and to cared for. After many years of support and care and sharing God's love with him, he began to change. And about 10 years after we left that congregation, we met him again. And what a different person he was. His faith in Jesus had grown and he was a new person. So remaining in Jesus' love and seeking to love with his love does bring remarkable difference to people's lives. Thank you, John. Thank you, Lynn. Now, as you can tell, John and Lynn are two individuals, but they are one in God. So Luke and I are both right. Now, anyway, um, there are lots of things. Oh, wow, it's like a double dose, right, that you hear from John and you hear from Lynn that we picked up. But I like this thing that of, of what John shared. You know, in, initially, when John first started out, his prayer was to say, Lord, would you come into uh, my life and would you... Um, uh, walk with me today uh, and lead me through th uh, this day. Um, but as time went by, he, uh, 
he started to have a realization that actually his prayer should be, Lord, would you allow me to walk with you this day? Now, just, uh, just uh, as he was saying that, a psalm um, from 139 just came to mind. And in Psalm 139, I think it's around verse 16 or 17, it says that uh, before we were even born, God has fashioned all our days and they were all written in His book. So everything that we are going to go through, God already knows ahead of time. And He has created that day for us. He has created um, us and allowed us to face a brand new day not just so that we can go through another hardship, but so that we can encounter His love and so that we can get a greater revelation of Himself through us for that day. Now, um, that's a lot of uh, ad-lib that, <laughs> that I'm giving to John right now. Um, and so for Lynn, um, remaining in Christ would also mean how she does it is to pray unceasingly. And as how Lynn has said, Praying unceasingly is not just about locking yourself into the room or just being on your knees 24-7. I don't think many of us will be able to do so. Um, but praying unceasingly, uh, unceasingly would be walking daily in an attitude of prayer. And I like the term that she used, bullet prayers. Short, sharp, quick. As she's walking through the day, she sees something God brings to her attention. She says a prayer. And by her saying a prayer, she is actually inviting God's presence and God to work in that situation. Now, for, um, for John, he has also brought up again this important point, remaining in Christ's love. When we remain in the love of Christ, His love will fill us up to overflowing so that the love that we use in that sense to love others will not be so much our love, but His love overflowing through us. Now, um, they have shared uh, a, a really uh, important reminder from the book of James. Perfect, perfect love expels all fear. Perfect love expels all fear. And we love others and we can love others because God first loved us. Now, all the love that we experience originates from God. And so, um, this is my encouragement to you. Are we disappointed? Have there been people whom we have expected to receive love from, but we have been disappointed or that we have been hurt? Would we take that hurt and that disappointment and go to the one who, uh, from whom love originates from? God himself. Christ Jesus, and we go to Him and we say, Lord, would you help me in this? And would you allow me to experience your love? And as we do so, His love, as Dan has mentioned earlier on, will bring healing. His love will bring restoration in our lives. So, Lynn's, Lynn, uh, Lynn's testimony of how she found that there was somebody who was particularly difficult to love initially. She asked God to help her. And eventually, praise the Lord, that person changed. And that person changed because of the love of God that was expressed and demonstrated through Lynn. So you can see that um, 
there are just so many things that we can learn from. Um, when we abide in Christ, we definitely we get His love because we are in Him. God is love. We receive peace. We receive hope. We receive uh, joy because in His presence there is fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord, as God's Word says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we will receive the fruit of the Spirit because we have we put on His nature and His nature become our nature. 